Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. How do you form a good new habit? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast. This is Dave Hagan with me today, Brian Reed. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing good. I'm good. As always, we're coming to everybody from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. You got to love beautiful downtown Van Nuys, huh? <laughs> Big old accident on the freeway getting over here today. That just kind of kind of brings everything into focus. I had to get around the, uh, there was construction also on a place that I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So we both had driving experiences today. Boy, I'm telling you, and you're out there on the freeway and you go, what the hell's happening out here? It's brutal. Fortunately, no one got hurt in the accident, but oh my goodness gracious, people's people think they have a God-given right to stand on the freeway if they have an accident and, and put traffic, back it up for miles and miles. Crazy, crazy. But we're here. We got some good stuff to talk about and, and we're going to have some some fun. So good to see you. So today I want to talk about forming a new habit. I got plenty of habits. A lot of them are probably bad. <laughs> but I want to talk about forming a good new habit today. And I've done some thinking and some research on how to create that new habit. Now, why do we even want new habits? Why do we even want any habits? Well, a good habit will make things happen automatically, things that you do without even thinking. You put yourself through the experience of the exercise without even having to almost put it on your calendar, your to-do list, or any of the things that you do. Um, it also helps you make progress on achieving your goals. And of course, from a TFWP point of view, financial goals. So I've put together my take on how to Put together or form a new habit. Here we go. Number one, pick one new habit. Don't pick a whole bunch. This isn't goals. This is a habit. Pick one new habit. This allows you to focus on it. It allows you to fester on it. It allows you to keep it in the front of your mind. And of course, if you do that, it is going to allow you a greater chance of success. So pick one new habit. Two, choose your habit wisely. And here I think a couple of things. One, go small. You can always do another small habit after that. You can always create another small habit to piggyback on the one that you're doing. Um, so go small. Don't make it so big and so scary that it's intimidating. Pick a small little thing. Two, pick something achievable, something that you know that you can do, something that's kind of simple, and that way you can build on that. You know, not 
not a million dollars in the bank in, in 12 months, not some kind of habits where you're going to lose 40 pounds in 30 days. Although I think that habit would be starve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to eat. I'm just not going to eat. Or cardboard and filtered water or something, you know. Um, but do something that's achievable, some habit that you can put in place relatively simply. Do something that springs from your goals you know, we discussed goals just last week and goals come from your tombstone exercise, you know, from your values. So pick something, pick some kind of a habit that you want to establish that really springs from your goals and will help you achieve your goals. Like, for example, if you wanted to, if you had a goal where you wanted to read an hour a day, and we talked about that um, last year where people who have done very well in, in life and in business um, say that they have a five-hour rule uh, where they read five hours, um, you know, a week. And I think we talked about Ben Franklin had done that. Thomas Jefferson had done that. Well, you don't have to start out reading an, an hour every day. That's a pretty big commitment, you know, especially especially if the Kardashian shows on, you know. <laughs> so, you know, maybe maybe start with 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. I mean, we probably drink coffee for more than 15 minutes a day. Certainly, we listen to radio or watch commercials more than 15 minutes a day. I think that that's a very easy thing to do. Start small and then ramp it up. And that will lead you to your goal of reading one hour a day or, or five days a week. You know, if you're if your, your habit was to start saving more money, if you wanted to put yourself in that habit, if you wanted to create a habit to help you achieve your goal of saving more money, well, make your habit putting $100 in a savings account every time your paycheck hits the account, whether you deposit it or whether you do an automatic deposit. Every time you do that, make it your habit to just move $100 across. That becomes 200 a month, 2,400 a year, starts to grow, starts to double every seven years. So make it small, make it achievable, make it something that you can easily establish. And then number three, write it down. Now, if you write it down, I think you have a better chance of success. We talked about this with goals. Um, it's amazing how when you write something down, it seems to be more real. It seems to be more attainable. It doesn't have to be a big flowery thing. You know, you could just put a little thing on the a, on a note section of your iPad that says, you know, habit, um, you know, walk 20 minutes a day or, or whatever you want to do. Save $100 a week or a habit of... Um, um, drinking more coffee at home as opposed to a foo-foo at the shop, you know, something like that. Write it down. Just do it on your, your iPhone. Uh, if you're Android, I'm sure there's an app for that too. Number four, commit for 30 days. Now, this is really what it's going to take. Commit to doing this for 30 days. Some people say, do a habit, establish a habit 21 days and you've, you've got it for life. Some people say you really have to do it for like 300 days. I, I really think that if you create a habit and follow it for 30 days, chances are you're going to stick with it. Chances are it's, it's pretty ingrained in you. In fact, I was even reading on the internet where there's a rule out there. A lot of people follow this rule and it's called the 2190 rule. 
And that says if you follow a habit, if you establish a pattern for 21 days, that it will probably follow you for at least 90 days thereafter. Seems to be some kind of rule of thumb in the in the uh, human nature field. So uh, commit to 30 days. If you don't like it at the end of 30 days, my goodness gracious, um, you know, stop. But if you find that you're on your 34th, 35th, 36th day, you may very well find that it's become a habit for you. Number five, anchor your new habit. So what you want to do is attach it to an existing habit or an event. So, for example, if you're going to read uh, 15 minutes a day, say I'm going to read 15 minutes after I brush my teeth but before I go to bed. Or if you want to establish a habit of understanding your personal financial information better, establish the habit of when you pay your bills every month, download that data into Mint or QuickBooks and look at it in the form of a, of a P&L. You know, establish the habit of downloading it and looking at it every month. Or if you're looking to reduce debt or if you're looking to uh, prevent debt, make a point every month when you pay your bills to add up all your debt and, of course, make a commitment to reduce it as a TFWP person or uh, make a commitment to, to keep that at uh, zero. Number six, visualize your habit. Visualize not only the habit, but the results of the habit. During your insightful time, whenever your insightful time is, do you have insightful time, Brian? I do. It's become, uh, it's what I do when I'm walking now, which is actually, you know, when you were talking about writing it down uh-huh. and I uh, got a, a Fitbit for Christmas. Uh-huh. And you know me, I love data points, and mm-hmm, this thing mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. giving me data points. And mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate it truly is, but I'm seeing how many steps I'm walking a day. And mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you have those, that data, and so write it down, or you know, in this instance, someone else is writing it down. Right. <laughs> the, the Fitbit is writing it down for yeah. me. Um, but no, so I'm thinking about all of those steps, and it's actually been, it's been fun. Yeah, your thoughtful time, your, your insightful time. And the, and the cool thing is if you, you got the phone or, if, you know, for me, you got the phone and you want to jot down a thought, you don't even have to like, you know, tap it out on the keyboard. You just go, uh, write down this, da, 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 or Hey Siri or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll show up on a little memo and, and now you've got something to go back to and, and it's tangible. Uh, yeah, exactly. 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 But during your insightful time, I think if you. If you picture, you know, what will happen if you follow this habit, it's almost like a little bit of self-leadership. It kind of draws you to that goal, to what that feels like, and makes the, the habit even more ingrained in your mind. You know, when you think about, well, I do this, this habit, I, I get up every morning and let out a yell like, Tarzan, or I don't know, whatever, whatever the goal is. But if you're focusing on the end result, I think it makes it easier to establish um, that habit. Um, number seven on my list, create accountability. You know, there's something called the Hawthorne effect, and that says that you're more likely to follow through on a task if it's being observed by others. 
well, yeah, that that's that's probably true. So think about that. Don't brag. Don't brag to your family and don't brag to the public. And my goodness, certainly don't brag on your Facebook or whatever. But I think that that's part of the reason that we want to write these things down. We want to be accountable, yeah, to ourselves, but but also to to others. You know, I I know a guy that was. Uh, trying to lose weight and he paid a friend a penalty every time he didn't lose the projected weight each week and it really helped him um, and I don't think it was the money because uh, the guy uh, was pretty well off from what I could tell but it was the accountability to the friend have you heard of the there's a thing called the game no it's a you team up with people uh-huh. you all have a goal uh-huh. that you want to do um, individually mm-hmm. and then there's a point system so your team is trying to gather points versus the other team, and you're all working towards your individual goals. It's usually weight loss or something, mm-hmm. and there's points for, you know, make sure you walk enough or mm-hmm. you drink enough fluids, mm-hmm. and it's all about uh, accountability. So is this like a, a website, or is it an app, or what is this? Um, it's It was a book, I think, mm-hmm. and now there's sheets that you can print out, I guess, and kind of keep track of stuff, so mm-hmm. it's just about accountability. And there's... An app for that, apparently. Accountability app? Well, not accountability app. What's it, <laughs> what, what was it called? The game It's app. called The Game. Yeah, I mean, if there's not an app, there should be, for goodness gracious. Yeah, you know? I'm sure they have one. I have, haven't looked. Yeah. You know, talking about uh, accountability, another thing to do is, you know, get a buddy. Uh, a lot of people work out with a buddy, and it's just because there's somebody there um, that's going to be there, and it's, it's too hard to turn around and go, oh, I'm a little tired today. If you got someone there, you're accountable. Um, and it means you're more likely to, you know, to work it on through or or even join a group, you know, that, that talks about habits, um, some group of people that you have to get together with or, or even either live or online, I guess, which is part of the, the point of the, the game. Um, you know, I think that we talked about last year, you are who you hang out with. And if you're meeting regularly with people that have a like mind who want to move forward, who want to establish positive habits. I think that that's um, a great thing that, that you could do. But, you know, I think if I was in somebody's group and uh, they were trying to lose weight or something and I was going to get points if they didn't, I think I'd take all my Halloween candy and put it in a bag and mail it to them. <laughs> it's too easy to go, yeah, you know, that little uh, that little Snickers bar thing looks pretty good, you know? Here, I don't want these. I thought you might like them. Yeah, yeah. Thank me for it later. <laughs> all right, number eight, decide on an end. And, and how to measure it. So don't, don't be establishing these habits all the time. Uh, think in your mind, when will I consider this habit established? And how will I measure that? You always want to look at the back end of these kinds of things. We always look at the front end, how we're going to do it, how we're going to start it. But there should be some kind of back end to it. And there should be some way to measure that or determine what that back end is, is going to look like. Number nine, uh, allow for failure. And, you know, it's okay. You know, you establish a habit, three, four, five, ten days. You're going to have a day or two where you might get off track, where you might miss that uh, thing that you're trying to do to establish that that habit. And you know what? It, it's okay. I tell people it's okay. But you got to get back on track. 
Don't wait till like the next month. Don't wait till the next year. Just if you, if you fall off that, that vehicle, jump back on as soon as you can and know that there's the possibility for a short-term failure, but keep it short-term. Get back on track. Number 10, reward your milestones. We should always be celebrating. We should always be having fun. Always be celebrating. A, B, C. <laughs> what was the name of that movie where the guy said, always be closing? Oh, uh, was that, no, Glenn? that was Glengarry Glenn Ross. Yeah, yeah. Glengarry. And, and who was the guy that was, was that Baldwin? That was Alec Baldwin. Movie, yeah, when he movie. was a lot younger. <laughs> always be closing. A, B, C. You know, um, when you got a Tesla, they tell you A, B, C. Always be charging. <laughs> I remember uh, uh, Baldwin was on Saturday Night Live and he was like the head cobbler. And he said, A, B, C. Always be cobbling. It was cracking me up. So in, in the TFWP world, we talk about ABC, always be celebrating, be ready to celebrate those milestones and those achievements. I think that's important. You know, pick a reward. It could be, you know, dinner at some new place that you've wanted to check out. It should be uh, something like, hey, you're going to replace your iPhone when you, you know, establish or a certain habit or when you you meet a second goal always have some reward for those milestones now don't 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 blow out everything that you're going to do you know if you if your goal is well, I'm going to read 15 minutes a night cuz I want to establish this habit and your reward is then I'm not going to read any books for a whole month <laughs> that's that's not what we're thinking about maybe it would be a new book or a new thought or maybe maybe the goal cuz reading interesting stuff is kind of enjoyable. Maybe the, maybe the reward is, Hey, I'm going to bump it up to 30 minutes. I don't know. I don't know. It's not really that hard when you think about it. Right, Brian, it just takes some thought and, and a plan and then act on it. Right. And it's kind of like what we talk about all the time on TFWP, some thoughtfulness, and a plan. Um, some of this stuff is not magic. It's just basic human truths. And we're applying it different ways to different circumstances. So to summarize, you know, pick, pick a habit that springs from your goals, something that you want to do that's going to support your goals. You know, put in plan uh, or put in place a plan to achieve it and then celebrate it. Celebrate it when that Habit is established. Just something to think about. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, Brian's sitting right over here with a big old smile on his face, so I don't know what he's up to. Uh, well, we've he got an email that I am... Uh 
<laughs> interested to hear what your thoughts going to be. All so right. This is from uh, Sam, and he writes in, Dave, uh, we have an election this year. Any thoughts on who would be best for my financial wellness? I know you probably can't pick a candidate, but I would be interested in knowing your thoughts. Sam. So... <laughs> Who are you gonna? <laughs> Come on! Am I gonna say on air who I would vote for? Yes. No, <laughs> not gonna say because you know what? No matter what I say, I'm probably gonna irritate about forty, fifty percent of the populace. <laughs> you know? No way am I gonna talk about that. But I've got a couple thoughts. You know, I I think that uh, a lot of who anyone choose to vote for uh, in the next election, especially this next election, is going to depend upon their view of the role of government. And I, I think that we have a very wide spectrum this time in terms of uh, you know how people view the role of government in, in one party. Uh, we've got one flank of, uh, of the party that views the role of government as very broad and very involved, um, collecting, uh, you know, a lot of taxes and, and providing a whole lot of services. Uh, then there's a more moderate uh, plank in, in that party that has a, a lesser view of the role of government. And then I think you go across the aisle and you've, and you've got the party that's um, saying, well, we think that the role of government should be frankly pretty, pretty small. So there's a very wide, wide range this particular election. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how uh, people look at that. You know, I, I tend to look a little less to ideology and look at what I consider leadership skills and that's why I like watching the debates. They're not saying that much that's new or different, but I like looking at the fact that uh, are they inclusive? Are they, do they seem well-grounded? Do they seem well-rounded? Uh, have they had a, an experience that is perhaps, perhaps, you know, very much like the vast majority of the populace? Um, are they pointing us to a reasonable um, path those are the kinds of things that, that I look for um, in a leader. And and, um, um, and that's why you're going to vote for... Oh, no, I'm I not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say, but um, I suppose it is interesting, if not perhaps a bit monotonous. And um, I think that everybody should pay attention, even if it is monotonous, because our government or governments is our largest personal expenditure. We spend probably more on our government than we do on housing or, or certainly more, I hope, than, than our cars, our transportation, or anything else. And if we are going to spend that much on our government, we ought to pay attention and we ought to think about how they view the role of government and whether this particular leader or person is going to be able to take us to, um, you know, some point down there in the future um, to, you know, to, to go on that path and to achieve that collectively together. And I think that, that good leaders do that. So there you go, Brian. I, and Sam, <laughs> not saying, not saying, but some thoughts about what's going to be going on um, this particular year. I think the, the caucus is starting a couple of weeks and New Hampshire's after that and it's just going to ramp up and go, 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 go. Um, 
And it is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to be sure. We got a couple more minutes. Let's do another one. You got one? Yeah, here's one from Steve. He okay. writes in, uh, Dave, we have all heard the, the saying, no long-term gain without short-term pain. But is it really worth it? Also, how about some short-term gain without any short-term pain? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that would be nice, right? Yeah. You know, um, Steve, you know, I really do think it's worth it. I really, really do. But, you know, in moderation, I don't think we want to sacrifice too extremely in the short term for, for the long term. You know, I, um, I know a couple where, um, the, the two, the two spouses were getting ready to retire. And, and when one of them did, the other spouse had just, had just passed away. And, you know, that, that's no good. They, they, they were entitled to their time to be able to relax and enjoy. And, um, I think they would tell you that maybe, a, a little bit of the, you know, a little too much short term pain didn't result in any long-term gain or, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before when I was at the, uh, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway meeting and, uh, the young, the young kid caught, stood up and asked a question, mostly of Charlie Munger, I think, and, um, said, you know, can you tell me how to, uh, teach delayed gratification, which is really what that phrase is talking about, delayed gratification to my children. Um, you know, what should I do? And, and, you know, Munger was sitting up there eating peanut, peanut brittle and drinking a Coke and at 90 years old and he's going, no, I, I think I'd pretty much, I think I'd pretty much go for it, you know? And, uh, I'm sure the person who put the boy up to the question, which was probably his father was pretty crestfallen. And, uh, you know, then, then, uh, Warren Buffett jumps in and he goes, you know, but you, you know, you don't have to spend two weeks at Disneyland. It could be like four days or something like that. So I think that moderation is something that's really important when looking at uh, short-term pain for long-term gain. And I think that that moderation is a, is a personal decision, a highly personal decision, and that this is something that people need to think about in their introspective time when they're out on their walk or, or sitting quietly somewhere. Because this is a, a personal decision. What what short-term pain are you willing to put in place for long-term gain? You know, this is something that you know we've talked about it several times already. By the way, at TFWP, and what we have told people is, you know, think about it and decide. Think about it and really make a decision instead of just going forward in some willy-nilly. Uh, fashion. The important thing is to think about it um, and just not let it happen to you. So that's my thought. I, I think it's it's certainly worthwhile. Um, what about short-term gain with short-term, with no short-term pay? Well, I mean, isn't that like get rich quick, right? <laughs> it's winning the lottery. It's I like, think. yeah, winning in the lottery and, you know, going to Vegas and betting it all on, uh, you know, Red 32 or yeah, whatever that's it is. that's a lot of long-term pain if it doesn't work out. Well, <laughs> this is true. This is true. But, yeah, you know, this is, this is what built the lotteries in every state across the country. Um, sounds good, but the chances of it happening are pretty slim. And um, even in somebody's personal portfolio, you want to take a little piece of something and put it in, put it in a piece or an issue that's a little more... Um, risky that might have a longer term or a larger uh, reward. Okay, but a little piece in moderation. 
Um, I wouldn't discount it completely, but certainly it needs to be moderation and done within the context of somebody's total uh, portfolio. So, Steve, there you go. A couple of my thoughts on short-term pain and long-term gain. Well, I think that's going to be a a wrap on this week's TFWP. Uh, Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the FIRE movement, thoughts on retiring early. We've talked about that in the past. We've got a couple more things that we want to dig into on that. So we will talk to you next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.